Welcome to another edition of the Born in 87. Ah, sorry, hold on. I'm going to start over. Oh, man. You didn't even make right. it past the first. <laughs> Don't cut it. Leave it. Just leave all of this. This is great. Well, we've started doing cold <laughs> open, so that's that's a possibility. Yeah. So we though we've experimented both ways, like the uh the like taking the random clip versus actually like I like the random clip. Yeah. Well, Travis, when you were on, we sort of recorded a cold open and we talked about what was what was your sun sandwich? Peanut butter and what? Adam? What? Oh no, peanut butter and cheese. Oh, peanut butter and cheese. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Um, I mean, I hate peanut butter, so I don't know. Peanut butter and anything's gonna be disgusting to me. But yeah, he also <laughs> used to put syrup on his hot dogs. Oh my god, you allowed that? Yeah, I encouraged it. Oh I mean that's the point of being a parent. Like your kid eat weird shit. Maple bacon is good. Welcome to another edition of the Born in 87 podcast. Uh Adam, this is kind of momentous for us. I know. I am so excited to talk about Sam Darnold versus Zach Wilson for the next 45 minutes with you. Oh. Adam, what? Wrong team on the podcast today. Oh, we're not talking. That's all. Okay, I thought that's the only thing people are talking about right now. <laughs> no, th- no, but this this is momentous. So we we started this podcast last July, a week before uh, the twenty twenty, the wonderful twenty twenty Mets season. So this, oh, this is pod. yeah. So this is the first time. This is like the first team where we're beginning our second season with a podcast. I'm really excited, and uh, we have a pretty cool like shtick set up for today, Justin. Yeah, p- p- so people, I guess people can't say uh, we're ripping off Evan Roberts or whoever else. I don't know if Frank Melle said that or Frank Melle's friend uh, said that, but uh, I think it was Frank Melle. Frank Melle is getting a lot of uh, discussion on the Born 87 podcast. Yeah, someone in the true New York Mets fans uh, group on Facebook said that uh, when we did our uh, Mets worst moment bracket, we were ripping off uh, Evan Roberts. All right, that's enough, Frank Melle. What are we doing today? <laughs> okay, so we've come up with uh, what we think is a pretty creative idea. Uh, we are going to do our 2021. Mets preview today. And uh, we have three guests on with us today, all uh, recurring guests. Uh, we've got Ross Green, Travis Williams, and Alex Bigelson, uh, all, all recurring guests and friends of the pod. I think it's Travis's like 85th time on the pod already. Um, that is congratulations. Correct. I mean, you, Thank you. You've, you, you definitely uh, are just uh, adding to your uh, continually adding to your restorative mo- record of most podcast appearances. But uh, what we are doing today is uh, we are going to do a five round snake draft where we each draft five different Mets and we are going to then calculate the cumulative war of the players that we drafted. And uh, I guess uh, whoever has the best war wins it's war games, war games. I think that's the name of the episode. War. Games. Yeah. War games. That's actually also an old wrestling podcast. Cause we love taking wrestling uh, ideas. It's also a movie with Matthew Broderick. Was it? Yes, it's a very famous movie with Matthew Broderick. I, I think like, I think you and my like our favorite thing to do is draft. So anytime we can come up with a reason to put together a draft, we just we just do it. So I'm I'm really excited for today. Um, I think before we get into it, the the season's about to start. Can we just go down the line, um, in just one word. You know what what are you feeling about the Met season, and then you can explain it and why. Uh, so for me, I'll I'll start. I'm feeling pretty scared i'm just i'm really worried about this lindor extension sorry to start with something negative i just i need it to be done we have steve cohen he's just kind of taunting us in social media i don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign i just i need this to happen so that that's me justin how about you how are you feeling right now uh i'm gonna go with two words i'll say say cautiously optimistic uh i'm gonna say that because i mean we're gonna go through uh the team now and while i think they do have a very talented roster and a lot of good players uh i i don't think they're as good as atlanta atlanta's been uh you know and it's kind of weird to say they've been the best team in the division when washington won the world series two years ago but from a regular season perspective atlanta's been far and away the best team in this division for a number of years now i think atlanta still locked and loaded and uh i I mean i I think they're probably going to win the division again which I think, you know, the and if the Mets end up in that wild card game, um, DeGrom is great, but anything can happen in one game. That makes me nervous. And uh, the Mets always, you know, they disappoint so much. So, like I said, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, who wants Travis, to next? you're up next in my screen. Why don't you go? Oh, man, I am <laughs> excited but terrified. 
there's been there's been so much hype on this team and so many people just talking about how you know they can be great i think there are some areas where they're like one of the top five teams favored for a world series and like whether it's vegas odds or something i'm just i want it all to be true and so many times have we been we've have we felt great before the start of the season that i'm i am a bit terrified that it could go downhill but at least it's there's hope there's been so many seasons especially for a chunk between like 20 2009 2010 and 2014 2015 where you just felt like what is this even for so it's uh i'm i'm excited i'm glad to see baseball start and a hopefully good team to root for all right alex you're up next on my zoom screen all right i would say uh i'm hopeful so similar sentiment to everyone else i'm hopeful but there's a little bit of trepidation there and fear. I think this is one of the most talented rosters we've seen from the Mets since like the mid 2000s. But the division is really strong. Obviously, like we said, the Braves can win it again. And I think the Nationals have two MVP candidates with Soto and uh, Turner. And obviously Scherzer and Strasburg at the top of the rotation. So it'll be tough, but I think we got a shot. And let's see what the new era brings with Steve Cohen. And Ross. All right, I got two words for you, fellas. I'm all in. <laughs> all in. I, I've been a Mets fan my whole life, and every year April rolls around, and I say, this is the year. And you know what? Every year of my lifetime, or maybe not my whole lifetime, but for as long as I can remember, the Wolpons have been in charge. And for some reason, they gave me false hope of believing that there was a chance. Now I think there's finally a chance regardless of what happens i think first of all this is definitely the best roster we've had in years we just traded for francisco lindor who that's not being talked about enough he's one of the best players in baseball and we're just like kind of brushing it off yes we want to get this deal done i think we're going to get it done with him steve cohen's the richest owner in baseball i don't think he's going to trade for this dude and just let him walk he's going to figure out the money um, I yes, it's a little concerning. We're a couple of days away from the first day, but they're going to figure it out. I think the projections have us to win the East. We're projected over 90 wins. We've been projected some good teams before. And guess what? I got heartbroken. So what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to get heartbroken again. I'm ready for it. I'm all in guys. All right. You, you've swung me, Ross. I'm dropping the cautiously. I'm just going with optimistic. <laughs> All right. Let's go, go Mets. Like the energy is infectious. I'm yeah, actually starting to think they're getting some good ask a question off of what Ross said. Is Cohen the richest owner in American sports? Um, I believe so. Definitely in baseball. I think, so. Steve, I think Steve Ballmer might be richer, but yeah, definitely in baseball. And doesn't the Seahawks owner, isn't he super rich too? I know the Jacksonville owner, Shot Con. He's, he's I mean, being the richest owner in baseball is the one that matters because there's no cap. Good point. But it's, I was just curious because I, I I mean, there's only a couple people richer than him in the world. So, <laughs> and they all own sports teams. <laughs> all right. Um, so, we got everybody's uh, feeling for the team. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Adam, we, we, we've been criticized of being uh, being too negative, but so we're, 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 we're going to try and be positive, And that's why we're, we're having fun today. Again, uh, we are drafting. We're going to conduct this draft based on uh, who we think with each pick will have the best war wins over replacement. Uh, sorry, wins above replacement. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, just we thought fun idea. And uh, oh, we didn't we didn't set a, a bet, guys. What, what, what are we all uh, wagering here? Are we doing just winner take all on something? Could, I can buy the winner a six pack. Well, I think we should make it a treehouse, right? I would mean, make it take a trip to a treehouse. Higher group playoff tickets. That's what I think we should do. I don't think we're doing that. No, <laughs> too much. All right, no. fine. Six pack works. <laughs> All right. Okay, so so the winner gets uh, twenty four beers, a six pack from everybody else. Sure. Oh, that's that's Fair. a lot. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm in. All right. All right. So that'll take yeah, me six winner. years to drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully. Uh, you know, the Mets will be in the playoffs, so you know, you'll have an excuse to drink all of those beers in October. I'm knocking that, that noise is knocking on wood. Um, so I, yeah, so I, should we? I will not, but what I said, I will not. I have, I don't even know if I've told you guys, but I have child number two coming in October. Oh, congratulations! congratulations. No, thank you. Wow, so, to announce it to the world. Even, if, even if I win, I'm not, I'm not 
drinking 24 beers during playoff <laughs> baseball. And we still have the six we owe you from last season from Jet yeah. the Jet season. So I'm definitely not drinking up. a 30 rack during playoff baseball in October. <laughs> not a great All right. Idea. Anyways, uh, congrats, Travis. Uh, without any further ado, let's let's get into our war draft. Uh, I think we've so been- yeah, we our draft order, Ross is going to pick first, then Justin, Travis, Alex, and then me. And it's a snake draft. So like I'll pick twice at the back end. Um, but we do have a, a trade to announce. Justin, you want to announce our trade? Yeah, we, we got a big trade. So I even I have the second pick. Adam has the fifth pick. But uh, we, we're going to swap first and second rounders. I, th- I think there is a player. Uh, if you listen to the pot a lot, I think you know who that player might be. But uh, Adam doesn't want to risk that player. I thought I would five, get this so player at four, at five. I didn't think there was a chance. And the thought of like us doing this and me not leaving this draft with this player was more than I could handle. I was <laughs> I was weeping, and Justin was willing to do do this trade. So I'm I actually yeah. still haven't made up my mind whether I'm going to draft this player yet because I yeah. probably shouldn't. I, but I'll I'll, yeah. I'll decide. And I, swear, so Adam, and, I, and I swear we picked it, uh, we picked the order randomly. My wife picked it. It, it might not seem random because uh, my brother-in-law, Ross, ended up with the first pick and I got the second pick, but I swear she did it randomly. So just to confirm, Justin, you're <laughs> moving down to five. So you pick five and six. And so, yeah, Adam... I'm going to pick five and six and Adam will have the second and ninth picks. All right. Uh, I think we've had enough preamble. Uh, let's get started with uh, our first annual Mets war draft uh, with the first pick in the first round. Ross, who are you taking? Okay. So um, it's a tough one. Um, is it? I actually think it is a tough it one. It is a little bit. You're highlighting the shell, the, the cell of who you think it's going to be. Let the man pick Justin. What I'll, what I'll say is before this all started, when Justin mentioned this idea to me, he said, or I said to him, I think whoever gets the first pick has a huge advantage. Fortunately enough, I was able to snag the first pick. And with the first pick, I will take no other than Luis Guy, Jacob deGrom. Wow, Ross. <laughs> um, I think Jacob deGrom's a top, what, three player in baseball. I mean, besides Trout, um, Mookie Betts. I mean, there's no one better than him. Not only the best pitcher, but one of the best players in baseball. Should have been a three, uh, three-peat on the Cy Young. Couldn't be more excited to be rooting for Jacob Degrom in this war war draft. You do. I mean, I have to be the person to say it though. He's was he 33, 34? At oh. some point, we will have passed peak Degrom. So I mean, we just gotta I, be honest. I, I don't. Ho- I hope it's not the season, but we're a Mets <laughs> pod. We're less. covering everyone objectively. Peak Degrom. It's going to happen at some point. Well, I mean, for what it's worth, though, I mean, you look at a lot of these pitchers around baseball. I mean, uh, Max Scherzer's still at the top of his game, and he's, what, at 37 now? He's not at the top of his game. Well, I, actually, really I admit, good. right. I, I, I didn't say that he's going to be bad. At some point, we will have hit peak to Grom, and he will start not being as good as he was. He'll still be one of the top five or six pitchers in baseball, but is he going to be better than the second guy drafted or the third guy drafted? Probably, but I don't think it's as obvious as you guys are making it out to be. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so the two-time Cy Young Award winner goes to Ross with the first pick. So with our trade, Adam now has the second pick. So there's a player I should take here. And I actually think this player will probably have a higher war than Negrom at the end of the season. But I'm not going to take him. I'm just going to take Dominic Smith. I'm going to do it. Because wow. I, just, I just love him so much. He was the best player on the team. He came in 12th in the MVP voting voting last year. If he was at first base, I think you can make the case that he should be taken first overall in this draft because defensive numbers count. But him playing at the outfield just scares me a bit. I really, I should take Lindor. I gun to my head. I probably think Lindor has a higher war at the end of the season. But here's the other case. Lindor's war has been tracking down the last couple of years and Smith's been tracking up. So if Smith came in in the top five in the MVP voting, would I be shocked? No. So I'm going to take him and just just pray. And also, I I need to root for him. Um <laughs> My fantasy baseball league went under. I no longer can have him on my team and root for him. I need I need as much Dom Smith in my life as I possibly can. Wow. So a shocker a there. Pick. Dom Smith going with the but second pick. I think he should Even have gone though, third. I don't think he should have gone second. I don't think it's like crazy that I took him there. I agree. Uh, well, kind of. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Travis, who are you taking with the third pick? So I just I want to actually congratulate Goody on making that trade because 
I had come into this planning on taking Dom Smith just to go, ha ha, goody, <laughs> screw you. Um, so it worked out pretty bra- well for you, though. Bravo, because the trade was was perfect. Thank you. Um, it well done. Yeah, I'm taking Lindor. I mean, he's fell into my lap at third pick. Do I have to give any more reasoning behind it? <laughs> no, he's really good. Yep. Next. <laughs> Well, we should also say the biggest risk in our league is someone gets traded because then you're just losing that player's points. And I think there's a very small chance he gets traded. I think they traded for him to be kind of bananas. Any chance, unless the look, if the season's in like the toilet and they don't sign him to extension. And but honestly, at that point, I'm not going to care about this war draft. I'm just going to say <laughs> baseball. This is stupid. I want nothing to do with it. So, whatever. No, I look, I'm, I'm, since I picked him, I, I am very excited. He's on the team. He's really, really good. Um, and you know, hopefully it's for years to come. I get. To so I would that. argue that they have a big three. And I think like after this, there's a major drop off. Is there, is there a disagreement there? Yes. yes. Time. You, I, I very <laughs> much disagree, uh, which is part of why I made that trade with you, but uh, I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, yeah. Before we go any further, I do want to mention we are conducting this draft on Monday night, March 29th. So uh, just put that into context. Uh, hopefully Lindor, uh, by the time you listen to this, Lindor has uh, signed an extension. But at this point, we do not know uh, if that is going to happen. Uh, and at this point, people day, still think that uh, Pete Alonso is really good because he's had a good spring training, even though spring training doesn't count. Anyways, uh, Alex, who are um, you taking with the fourth pick? Well, like you just said, uh, how you disagree with the notion that there's a clear big three and we've already picked them. I think there is a clear big three, actually. And the third guy is not Dom Smith, even though I'm very high on him. It's Michael Conforto, who I did not think I'd be picking at fourth. So I will be taking our right fielder, Michael Conforto, with the fourth pick. Um, I think especially if he's going to be a free agent, he's going to have a monster year. This could be when he really puts it all together. It looked like he did in the partial season last year. And uh, I spent all day wondering if I, if I was going to pick Pete Alonso or Dom Smith. So this is a nice, pleasant surprise. He was second on the team in war last year. He yeah. was even higher than Dom. Yeah, uh-huh. he was. Yeah, so I'm pretty pretty satisfied with this. I think this. Uh, I think he could be their highest offensive war player. I wouldn't Easily, be surprised. I'm already regretting getting the first pick. All this value at the bottom end of the draft. I, I think Lindor <laughs> will be the highest offensive war player. but or, Is Conforto a potential trade candidate if they need to get some pitching? They can't think, work out a trade. They can't wor- work out a long-term extension. It's going to let him go into free agency. With, what? Um, I think you have the trade candidate with Don Smith. No, he's going to retire a Met. It's I love him. Don't get me wrong. And I, I think you're right. There's no but way he's traded. If they're trading any of their good players, it would be him because he is a first baseman in left field when they already he's have He's the first. best player in all of baseball. How can you get an equal return for that? Well, he's not. I don't know. I don't like how you're making me argue against Dom Smith because I love him. So I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to bother. Off an MVP voting last year. <laughs> so uh, with the fifth pick, the final pick in the first round. And the reason I was very, very willing to make this trade with you, Adam, is that I personally think that there is a drop-off after like the sixth or seventh player. Uh, if you go to the uh, MLB uh, over during the offseason, release their list of the top 100 players in baseball, and the Mets incredibly had seven players on that list, which is why uh, when we were at Mick, when we were picking the order, I actually really wanted the fourth or fifth pick for that reason, is that I wanted to be able to get two of those seven guys. And uh, with the uh, final pick, in the first round, I know, I know, I have back to back here, so it doesn't really matter who goes first. But uh, I'm going to go with the guy that I think will actually have the uh, the better war. Uh, I'm taking Jeff McNeil with the final pick in the first round here. Uh, Jeff McNeil uh, had the. Um, if you go back to uh, the last full season that was played, I believe uh, Jeff McNeil had the uh, third best war on the Mets. Uh, I think he was like fifth or sixth last year. And I also think a big thing which will uh, help uh, his war this year is that uh, defense counts 
when uh, you talk about war and the last couple of years, Jeff McNeil uh, was moved all over the place. Uh, Brody Van Wagenen, despite the fact that he's a remarkably consistent, great baseball player, I think all three years in the league, his uh, on base has been between 380 and 385. Uh, just moved him around uh, as much as he pleased. He was at second base, third base, left field, right field. This year, he's going to be playing second base, like probably 95% of the time. I think that will significantly help him uh, defensively that should give him some more war points and the guy's just a flat out great hitter i am extremely happy to get uh the squirrel with the final pick in the first round and uh with the first pick in the second round um i all right let, let's not get ridiculous here I, i'm taking pete alonzo uh the guy hit 53 home runs in 2019 i mean by i can't believe with the fifth and sixth picks i am getting the second and third best players in terms of war from the 2019 Mets. The last time they played a full season, a season in which they won 86 games. It's not like they were bad in 2019. Uh, Pete Alonso, he's been red hot again. Look, I understand he struggled last year. It was a weird year with COVID. They only played 60 games. Uh, I am completely ecstatic walking away with Jeff McNeil and Pete Alonso as my first two picks. All right. I just talked for a while. So, someone thoughts. It's a great turn. That's it's a definitely a good strategy. I mean, like you said, top two guys from 2019. Obviously, a little jealous, but I'll <laughs> sit here. I'll sit here chilling with Mister Degrom. So, Adam, uh, are you going to tell me how bad Pete Alonso is going to be this year? No, I don't want, want to jinx it. I, <laughs> I mean, I said the, the last thing I said before uh, the season started last year on our pod was I was worried he was a major case. Uh, there was a major chance that he was re- going to regress. And I think he's a good bounce back candidate. I don't think he's going to be what he was as a rookie, um, but I think him and McNeil were definitely the the two next two next were, players up. Were your picks both na- nicknamed after animals? One, did you know flying squirrels can fly up to five hundred feet? Did not. I didn't. I was actually going to say, Justin. I thought his nickname was the flying squirrel, not just the squirrel. You got to be specific. I'm I'm sorry. Also, polar bears, mother polar bears, can go eight months without eating food. Fun facts. So there was a moment in time where I would not be happy if Pete Alonso went eight months without eating food. He might be okay. (laughs) There was a moment where I thought maybe his nickname was going to be like Donkey Kong. We Justin and I really like the Peter Kong. Like someone was selling like a Peter Kong shirt. I think that would have been better than the polar bear. I love the polar bear. He he has he kind of looks like a polar bear. I could just kind of imagine him like going into the ice like a polar bear. But I think Peter Kong would have been a really good nickname. It seems like a lost marketing opportunity. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I guess uh, last thing before we uh, move on. Um, I mean, I guess there really is no difference between who I took uh, five and six here. Any Is anyone surprised Alonzo ended up falling into the second round or wasn't taken in the top four, I guess I should say? Yeah, I mean, I would have taken Dom Smith after all these guys, but that's just me. Ooh. I, I just don't get the Dom Smith hate. I, it's not hate. Who's it's just, their best player I'm, not named Jacob Bagram last year? He's he's a he's. I don't want to be mean, but I think he's kind of a defensive liability in left field. I, I don't think he's very good mm-hmm. in left field. Well, and he's better at first base than Peter Alonso. Hurt you here. If, if he was playing right, first, not playing first. right when right yeah, I think he's. I th- I definitely think he's great at first base, but I think get it. This is a war draft, not a you know who's going to be just a great baseball player. And I think the defense is a little concerning. So th- that's why I moved him. I think he's going to be the ranks. best left fielder in all of baseball this year. <laughs> Can't think so. of any left fielder that's better. Juan no. Soto, he's, he's not even the best left fielder in our division. Isn't Juan Soto in left this year? He'll be even better than Juan Soto. <laughs> okay. He's Tom Smith. Take Dom. that, Frank Millay, and your negativity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Other host yeah. of this podcast just said that Dom Smith, best left fielder in all of baseball. All of- all baseball. Juan Soto can suck it. Well, he was the best hitter in all baseball last year. So he spent all, all offseason learning the outfield. He's going to be amazing now. All right. Uh, so let's move on with the uh, uh, next pick uh, here in round two. Uh, we got Alex. All right. There's two guys I'm thinking of here. And I think as I already, even though positions don't matter, it's just like a thing in my head, kind of like fantasy. You need to have like some of each pitchers. Yeah, I think we need to mention that because it's only we're only getting five guys each. We decided you could pick whichever five guys you want. Which is why we're using war because it lets you compare across positions. Yes. 
But uh, just in my head, I kind of want to have a pitcher and an outfielder because I don't want to draft another outfielder here. Taking Marcus Stroman. Ooh. I think he has a very, very big season. I feel like he is as motivated as ever. He has free agency coming up. He, he's been, he missed last year. He's been talking a lot of, uh, I don't want to say trash because I feel like he's more positive than that, but he's been talking a lot of confidence on Twitter. And uh, I think he puts up a huge season as our number two starter behind DeGrom. And this could be another guy, though, again, if, if the Mets were to struggle, definite trade candidate in a contract year. I don't think they're going to struggle. That's not a concern. <laughs> and he, I think he had like a four and a half war between us and Toronto his last season. Two years, the year before that was not very good, but then the year before that also had a four and a half. So that's pretty good. For and his big thing is he needs defense and they definitely improve their infield yep. defense. Not having Cano in there will, will help. Yeah. Big time. Uh, so a little bit of an interesting pick. Personally, there's one other guy uh, I would have taken a, who now I think, I think uh, Travis, I'm sorry, Alex, I, I cut you off there. Well, I think the guy you're thinking of, uh, I, I'm a big fan of him and I think he could fall because a lot of people don't even view him as a starter. And I think he's one of the best players at his position. Yeah. So, if this, yeah, if Travis him. takes who I think he's going to take, I feel like back-to-back rounds he'll have had a uh, and you're going to love great who I'm value take next then. great value uh falling into his lap. Travis with the next pick, who are you taking? See I'm on the fence here because there's who I think is a good pick and then there are two people that I I I really just want to give the fun fact I have on them. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to go with the fun fact. And the person I am taking, in his first spring training, he ate Domino pizza every day for 90 <laughs> consecutive days because it was the only thing he knew how to order. And that is Carlos Carrasco. Wow. Oh. Okay. Oh. Even though he probably won't pitch till June. That's, that's fine. Wow. I'm going with the full Cleveland Indians squad right now. <laughs> I'm going to see how much, how much value they got. Interesting. Wow. So, I mean, I know he's 34. It's a big risk, but a guy who can survive eating Domino's pizza for 90 straight days, you know, might be Teflon. So now so. I have a choice between my second favorite man. Oh, we're just, we're least. just, we're just done talking what? about Carlos Carrasco here. Was there other stuff to talk about? Sorry. No, that, 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 that's, oh, that's I, I just all I have. Say it, we heal a lot of Domino's. So. Yeah. Um, had he not gotten hurt, I, I, I think, uh, you know, this is mm-hmm. the perfect spot for him. I, I actually could have even seen a, a case for may, maybe even taking him, uh, you know, in the top like six guys if he hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, really, that's the only, uh, I think, risk. He's going to start throwing early. I, I think today he started throwing. Um, he should be back sooner rather than later. Yeah. All right. So I have a choice between my least favorite bet and my most favorite bet or second most favorite bet. I don't know. So I'm just going to take Brandon Nimmo. I was really thinking about taking Edwin Diaz here. <laughs> I hate him so much, but I think I think he's going to have a good season. I think, I, I think I've hope, gone through the looking glass. I think for I'm, your own sanity, it's good that you took uh, Brandon Nimmo here. Yeah, Brandon Nimmo is really good. And his yeah. advanced numbers are always fantastic. And he's there. I mean, I guess they have some other like backup center fielders, but I mean, that, Conforto that and Dom can't play on. center. He's going to have to play a lot. That's the thing. In terms of war, with Nimmo not in left field, it'll hurt him a little bit. But offensively, he's going to be in the best lineup he's ever been in, leading off probably. He's going to score a ton of runs, have all the protection. He was fifth on the team in war last year. You guys you guys are all looking at the same spreadsheets as me. <laughs> Fun fact, who was fourth on the Mets in war last year? Rick Porcello. That's, that's a weird fact. Wow. That can't be right. Are you sure you're looking at sure you're yeah. not looking at like defensive war or some uh... I am looking at war on fan graphs. DeGrom's at 2.6, Conforto's at 2.0, Dom's at 1.8, Porcello was 1.7. Last year was a weird year though. It's like that's very strange because on baseball reference, oh. uh yeah, the way I forget how they lower. calculate it differently for pitchers, but uh the, the fan graphs version is kinder to Porcello for some reason. I forget exactly what it is. Hmm. weird yeah porcello was uh where was porcello it's not really important we don't need to spend more time okay uh, i'm taking nimmo i think he's probably the best player left um i feel pretty good with him and dom as my my two guys i'm happy that he fell i, I thought you were going to take him there travis i i should have 
Okay. But I wanted to talk about pizza. <laughs> um, another thing to mention earlier, I mentioned how on the uh, MLB, when they had their top hundred list, uh, there were seven Mets on there. Nimmo was the seventh Met on the top hundred list. And you just yeah. got him there at the ninth pick. So value. you go by MLB.com's uh, list. So yeah, they didn't really have value. They didn't have Carrasco and they didn't have Stroman. Correct. I think Stroman probably has a better year than Nimmo. We shall see. All right, uh, Ross here. You've got back-to-back, last pick in the second, first pick in the third, 10th and 11th picks overall. All right, so I was hoping Nimmo was going to fall to me. I thought I had the shot. I was one pick away. But all right. No, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with these next two picks. Um, Guys that I had ranked ninth and 10th, and this is the 10th and 11th pick, so I guess one guy is a steal for me. Um, and that one first will be Noah Syndergaard. I Ooh. already have DeGrom. I'm going to fill out my starting pitchers with number two. Um, I think he's going to be – he's on track to return in June. And, I mean, he's been a beast. I think he's mentally there. Um, he's ready to pitch again. He keeps getting on Twitter fights with Trevor Bauer. I think he's pretty pissed that Bauer – screwed the Mets and, and went to the Dodgers. So I think he's Did he screw ready... the Mets. Bauer looks pretty terrible this oh. offseason. Oh, maybe, I know. I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy. We didn't get him. We I'm just saying there. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think just Syndergaard's a little pissed that how Bauer kind of is now thinking he's too, he was too cool for the Mets. So I think Syndergaard's out to prove something. Um, and I think he's, if he's back mid June, I think this is this is a fine pick. Uh, missing out on two months hurts, but like I said multiple times, I got one of the best players in baseball, so I think I could take that risk um, with Syndergaard. My next pick will be a newbie. I'm going to take James McCann. I think he's our best catcher we've had in years, um, especially defensively. Um, we've had oh my god, I can't tell you the last time we've had a catcher consistently throw guys out stealing and McCann has the ability to do it. So I think he'll be decent on the offensive side, but I think defensively um, will be a huge upgrade in years past. So I'm going to take uh Syndergaard and McCann at the turn. Okay. Uh, so uh, I think that good, solid pick there. Also uh, we're starting to uh, run out of um, some starting players uh and uh, yeah, just great value there with McCann at the uh, 11th pick. Um, so I am up here at 12 and uh, do it, Justin, do it. I want you I to know, have him so bad. Take I him. know there is a, uh, I know there is a player that uh, that's on the board here that a lot of experts would probably tell me to take um, because uh, he's going to have an opportunity to have a really good war this year. But um I also think there's a really good chance that uh, his season could go. I just don't trust this guy and he could go like 2019 where he had a negative war. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the guy who at least I know will uh, have a uh, ample opportunity uh, to succeed. Uh, it's a guy, uh, a, a newbie on the team and I'm going to go with Taiwan Walker um, had a uh, 1.3 war in just uh, in a, you know, 60 game season last year. Uh, you know, you stretch that coming out back from injury too. Yeah, uh, stretch that out over a uh, full season. That's, you know, like probably like a three and a half, which is a pretty solid, uh, even with, um, I mean, I guess the biggest risk with uh, Taiwan Walker is that, uh, you know, when Carrasco and uh, Syndergaard come back, I guess there's a chance he could end up getting uh, squeezed out of the rotation. Well, the big concern with him is he gets hurt. He's injury prone. That too, but, uh, you know, I I think he's... uh, He's got. He's definitely got something to prove. I was, but I, I, I just couldn't live with myself taking uh, Diaz here. I was, I was between uh, Walker and uh, and Peterson for this spot, but um, I don't know. Peterson, he's only he's got a very short track record. I love Peterson, but uh, I'll go with the guy who's got more. You know, who's more of a veteran who I feel like will have, be a better bet to make it through the season. And uh, I'm taking Taiwan Walker here with the 12th overall pick. Still have a lot of picks to make, and uh, we're running out of starting players. This is a real. I'm realizing that the fifth round is going to be <laughs> not a lot of value there. Uh, well, you, know, you gotta you gotta swing for the fences in round five. All right, uh, the, Travis. We should talk a little bit about our uh, the, the positions that are available, and I think it reflects the strengths of this team, where we have five starters off the board, 
was it seven position players and no relief pitchers have been taken yet? Yeah. <laughs> Just and such a painful, a... <laughs> painful way to be a fan. I know. All right. Are you, are you going to do it, Travis? Are you, are you going to be the one? No. And here, here's my reasoning <laughs> as being a fan. <laughs> it's because if, if I don't take, I feel like if I don't take him, it increases the odds that he has a good season. I know it's probably how everyone feels in here. It's like, I'd rather watch him succeed and go, oh man, I lost this war draft because Diaz actually had a good season. So <laughs> I'm taking Peterson. He, he, I appreciate a guy who has the record for the University of Oregon with 20 strikeouts in a game. Um, you got all you these know, cool he's, facts he's tonight. Someone did yeah, I can't compare guys. Did. I, didn't get to, I didn't even get to mention that Thor can squat 455 and deadlift 512. Is that a, good? Uh, that That's really good. Can you okay. deadlift 512 pounds? I threw my back out doing uh, jumps while boxing, so I, I don't think I should try. Yeah. <laughs> I had to have my wife help me get to the bathroom for two days from he's, uh, just what, jumping. Six, he's 6'5 six or 6'6". Six six. So, but yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Peterson. I, I, I feel like it could either be really bad because he might get bumped. The same thing about with uh, Walker, he could get bumped out of the rotation. I just but think because of his age and that he's partially really blind that, you know, it's kind of a risky pick there. Yeah. I mean, either me or Travis, if, you know, knock on wood, if, uh, if everybody's the former governor of New York name was David Peterson, right? Now I'm making that up. Uh, no, uh, Patterson. Patterson, David Patterson. All right. You were close. I was really close. close. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, That's all right. But um, one thing that's interesting here. So now six of the top 13 picks have been starting pitchers. As we know, uh, baseball teams go with five-man rotations. So uh, clearly DeGrom and Stroman are in the rotation. Clearly when they come back, Carrasco and Syndergaard are in the rotation, meaning uh, either Taiwan Walker or David Peterson probably – ends up in the bullpen at some point. So uh, some potentially lost value come June for either me or Travis, but I uh, guess we'll have to see what happens there. And uh, yeah. I have to put on my uh, negative Mets fan hat. Someone is bound to get hurt. So some, somehow they're going to rotate and those guys will always be in the, in the start in the rotation. Come on. I, I, I changed my tune from cautiously optimistic to optimistic. To Everything's going to be great, Ross. You convinced me. I had to do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, with the uh, 14th overall pick, Alex, who do you got next? Give me Edwin Diaz. Jeez. Oh, he finally did it. I thought he was going to drop to me. I would have. Like, yeah, I would have done this way sooner if I had to. He's one of the best relievers in baseball. He had a terrible first season for us. That's that's in the past. He That was like his payback to Brody Bandwagon sucking, I think. And uh, last year, he looked like Edwin Diaz again. Besides, like, those few games early in the year when they were putting him in to, like, clean up Familia's messes and he just let those runners score. But especially in terms of war, I believe in Edwin Diaz. It way. kills me to say it because you're probably right in the fact that Diaz will probably be worse than his war indicates because he does so many things like uh, he'll like blow games without like giving up earned runs or he'll just like allow inherited runners to score. And I mean, hopefully, I think they'll get smarter with the way they use Edwin Diaz is so bad he can deceive war. (laughs) Yeah, probably. I I think he's going to put together a monster year. He's going to look like I I really hope so. I would be so happy to just sit back and go. It wasn't uh, that long ago that they is. didn't have him close games because he was so bad. That was last season. That was because they were – but how did he finish with the numbers he did last year? And only 60 Because they bring him in in weird situations so he wouldn't – You know, That's why he was doing bad initially. Do you know what – Edwin? the last time they played a full season in 2019, do you know what <laughs> Edwin Diaz's war was? Oh, I think it's negative one, right? Negative 0.5. Is that good or bad? Because people on Twitter tell me that the numbers mean that uh, Diaz is good and that I should trust large sample sizes. But it seems like over a full season, having a negative war would be an, a problem. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> just just checking for the Twitter people out there. You know who had a uh, better war than Edwin Diaz in 2019? Everyone. Jed Lowry. Oh. <laughs> Which is probably zero, right? Jed Lowry was a negative point two. Hmm. He, had, he had two doubles the other day. <laughs> Jed Lowry in 2019 for the season 
went 0 for 9 and somehow had a better war than Edwin Diaz. Edwin I, I Diaz was say, much better last year. Sounds season. right. I'll give you that. I will <laughs> say if, if Lugo was healthy, I would, would have taken him over Diaz because he's a monster out of the bullpen too. But after what Diaz did last year, I'm, I'm optimistic he'll be fine. Uh, again, uh, we're, we're trying to be positive. Uh, good luck, Alex. I mean, for what I must say, though, at least uh, from, you know, from like a health uh, standpoint and the way the team is structured, you probably have the t- like you have the least question marks in your top three. Like because each like me, Travis and Ross each have like a big question, at least one big question mark player in our top three in terms of like their role for the entire season. Like Edwin Diaz, if he performs, his role is pretty clear. All yeah, right. We probably shouldn't talk about that yet, though, because Adam needs to pick his third player. So, Adam, who are you taking with the final pick in the third round? So I'm, I was having a hard time between two, pay, uh, two players, and that was um, the Mets' real closer, Seth Lugo, or J.D. Davis. And I realized I could take both of them, and then I went, <laughs> oh, my God, wait, J.D. Davis is bad. So I'm going to take <laughs> Seth Lugo first. Because I think when he comes back, he'll probably end up as their closer or maybe even as a starter. Either way, I'm probably getting some pretty decent value there. He's their most valuable reliever. And then I'm going to take Luis Guillorme. I'm just going to I'm just going to do it. Wow. Over J.D. Davis, even though Davis is going to start the starter. Well, so my gut says he's a better player. And my gut says there's a very good chance J.D. Davis is traded. And my gut says I see Guillaume starting a lot. And then I looked, and it's not totally crazy because Guillaume had a higher war last year than J.D. Davis straight up. And Guillaume had 68 plate appearances, and J.D. Davis had 229. So if I'm thinking there's a chance that Guillaume starts over Davis, I should I should probably just go and take him. Wow, so, ballsy pick. So He had a higher Guillaume. war last year. That is true. And it, they do not seem to really like jd davis i i mean if he's not starting after a couple of weeks would you be surprised and i think gourmet's next guy up maybe valar but i mean gourmet was really good last year he could i don't know i'm just gonna do it gonna do it wow interesting okay i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna jump in here for anyone who cares michael conforto's oregon state beavers have closed this to a five-point game wow i got oh yeah oh. damn so, I, it was a three-point yeah. game and Excuse me, a huge three. Wow. Well, see, I'd like to we see can continue. One. And for the people that? listening, they will know the results. Yes, now three-point game. Those don't sound like NBA teams. What are you guys talking and about? I'm rooting for my <laughs> wife's uh, bracket. I'm rooting for Houston. My wife uh, somehow still has her entire Final Four intact and is in first place in our uh, – Hey, my wife won it two years ago, and she <laughs> found out she won while she was uh, sitting in the hospital getting fluids because she was pregnant with our first kid. So. And now you're having a second kid. Look how it all comes full Man. circle. Well, no, I'm not winning. My bracket's already done. I can't score any more points. Sorry, back to the Mets. We can continue. I didn't mean to. All right, Uh, Alex, with the uh, 16th overall pick, who are you taking? All right, let me uh, hedge my relief pitcher bet a little bit and take Trevor May. Good pick. Who I think have a pretty good year, and he's just a cool, fun guy, so I'll enjoy being able to root for him a little more. He's a gamer. That's fun. His name's not as much fun as Aaron Loop, though. No, especially I've been seeing people already do like scoop. There it is. Loop. There it is, which yeah. I've lost opportunity there from the Geico commercial. But I think Trevor May could have a pretty solid year. He's a really talented reliever. Um, I think I saw a stat recently. He was like one of the top in the league for swing and miss last year, which is a skill that always translates. So I'm excited to see what he does for us. All right. Sounds good. I mean, he was clearly their biggest, uh, uh free agent acquisition um in the bullpen so uh yeah definitely i think good value getting out wait i thought they uh, got brad hand bob nightingale said on twitter that the mets (laughs) signed brad hand (laughs) the mets don't have brad hand how how did that happen i don't know crazy stuff bob nightingale's boss should really talk to him about his tweeting can't wait for the tweets all season of goody going it's really about time they they take brad hand out of the bullpen right now to save (laughs) clean up this game at Bob Nightingale. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. All right. Uh, Travis is up here uh, with the 18th overall pick. So I'm going to take the man who played for the Chatham A's, Mr. J.D. Davis. Ah, I was hoping he'd fall one more pick to me at 19. Now, I'm surprised he fell all the way to me. So <laughs> I don't know I if he's on the team for very much longer. They don't seem he, to really want him to be on the Mets. But right so, now he is the starter. 
And there's not yes. like there's much better options after that. So it was Guillaume. So uh, I, here's, Guillaume is not on the board anymore for me. So why? Uh, that's true. Okay. Leave so Guillaume alone. Yeah. So here's why uh, this this might be the the crazy steal of uh, the entire draft getting him at 18. Uh, so you mentioned that uh, his WAR was uh, worse than uh, Guillaume's last year, and I mean last year was a weird year, only 60 games. But going back to 2019 uh jd davis's overall war was only 0.7 which doesn't look very good but his offensive war was 3.1 and his defensive war was negative 2.4 again defense counts a lot and negative 2.4 is really really awful Uh, it's even worse than edwin diaz yes but uh at least based on the eye test i thought he wasn't terrible at third base Last year, a lot of that defensive war from 2019 was when he was just a complete abomination in the outfield. And the numbers would say he was just as bad last year, though. That's the problem with Davis. He doesn't look bad, but all the numbers scream he's horrible. The the only thing I would say, though, is a 3.1 offensive war. That is a really good number. And that's like that's like a bat you'd probably want to have in your lineup. And And that was a a 3.1 before the current lineup which is even better yes so i mean could he get traded because they decide you know what our one through six is so damn good we just want to be good defensively at third base it's definitely a possibility but there's also the possibility that davis is just so good offensively they have to have his bat in the lineup every day so i mean either way i mean we're, we're, we're starting to get to a point in the draft where uh you know there aren't a lot of starters left and you got their last offensive starter so good pick travis Thank you. All right. Uh, so I'm now up uh, at pick number 19. A little torn with what I want to do here. Um, hmm. Let's see. Joey Lucchese has a fun name to say. Yeah, I was thinking that, but I don't know. As soon, I, But I feel like as soon as – I already have one – pitcher who might get pushed out of the rotation i don't really want two of them uh so uh with the 19th pick i am going to go you know i'm gonna go with a guy who was very very good uh for the mets after they brought him in last year uh and one thing we saw is if he's good he'll have a chance to have a decent war because um uh louis rojas just absolutely loves to use him Uh, i'm gonna go with miguel castro here with the uh 19th overall pick and the fourth pick out of the Mets bullpen. Not that I love spring training, but wasn't he really good during spring training? Yeah, he's looked solid so far. I think that could be a good pick, and he can get some opportunities with other relievers not looking too good yet. Yeah, I was hoping to get him last. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, this is just at this point, 19th player off the board. He's a guy who's going to get used a ton. So uh, I just I just think uh, good, good value here. And um, he's he's a guy who's going to have a clear role the entire season. Uh, and um, I don't know that Lucchese will. So uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to pass Lucchese? on. I think it's Lucchese. Cheesy is even better. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> that guy, the guy with the Maybe. fake Lindor account, who's that verified? It's a really good follow. He had a really fun tweet when uh, Lucchese signed with the Mets. Um, just, yeah, you just go find it. It was great. Anyone know what that guy's deal is? So it's like, I don't know. It's like I a fake he... Lindor account. He's got 3.4 thousand followers. He's really funny. I'm, who is he? Is he famous? I think he's a writer from one of the Mets blogs. I forget which one. His name's Steve okay. Schreiber. And like that's his yeah, yeah. Oh. on the account. And then he's he made hysterical. his account name. Like just when they got Lindor, he made it like Francisco Lindor Stan account. Because like, right. of course, we're all really excited about Lindor. And people started adding him as if he was Francisco Lindor when they searched Lindor. They started like sending him messages as if he's Lindor and he just runs with it. Because there's he gre- He's green Ricky Henderson. He's yeah, hilarious. Exactly. That was his he's, name he's, for a he's, while. He's, he's, the, he, he's definitely the, the funniest guy on that Twitter. Oh, he's great. I love that he's verified. And people just respond to him thinking he's Lindor because they're stupid. It's in his name. <laughs> but they read the whole thing. It says Francisco Lindor's Stan account. Great. All right. So I think I'm up at the four or five turn for my yeah. last two picks. picks. Picks 20 and 21 overall. We maybe should have made this four rounds. Why do we pick five rounds? <laughs> because there's 25 players on a baseball team even though now there's actually 26 
I think we can run through this last round pretty quick, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, I think um, just recapping my team. So I have Jacob Degrom, Noah Syndergaard, and James McCann. So I very comfortable. It's about with to get team. a lot worse, though. <laughs> Those are three really good players. Uh, I'm very comfortable with my two starting pitchers, and um, I have McCann as my one starting um, uh, position position player. I'm going to skip the relief pitchers. There's no one here I love. And take two new guys for the bench. Um, we definitely upgraded our bench this year. Usually we're trotting out really garbage bench players. I think this year our bench is actually pretty decent. So I'm going to take, take uh, these two guys who name, uh, who rhyme, their names rhyme, Kevin Pilar and Jonathan Villar. Uh, I think Villar's not VR. dropping to me. I think they're both fine average bench players but hopefully they can give me slight above uh zero war maybe i'll take a 0.5 if i can get it all right uh sounds good yeah i actually i really wanted pilar uh with the next pick um you so, definitely should have taken him i was not taking so, miguel castro ah damn all right well what you gonna do uh i mean th- these are all guys that are probably gonna have like a uh like a 0.5 uh war anyway um so anyways uh since this is a preview pod uh if you look the mets they brought in two new outfielders this year uh kevin pilar and albert omara jr uh i I think omara is supposed to be like the slightly better defensive player although i don't know that the stats necessarily uh say that um I feel like Kevin Pillar though is really going to be the fourth outfielder just because you look at the numbers. I mean, uh, Pilar is a vastly better offensive player than Almora is. Uh, and being that we're back to uh, national league uh, rules this year, uh, we're, we're de- I mean, the, all these bench guys are definitely going to be getting playing time. Um, that being said, do I want Almora? No, uh, God, am I really gonna? Am I <laughs> really gonna do whole, this? A whole spiel about him. Do I want him? Nope. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm gonna regret this, but I don't know if anyone's gonna take him after me. And this could be his. Uh, he, he's been a Met for a long time, and I think this is gonna be his final hurrah. If he's got anything left in the tank, maybe you know, with new management, he gets used right, and uh, the sinker will uh, work this year. And I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm going to take Yuri's Familia. Wow. Here, pick number 22. He did it. I did it. Oh, I thought you were about to say someone else, actually. I mean, he's one of the longest. I know he had that short little blip where he went to, like, Oakland for two months. But, I mean, he's one of the longest tenured Mets. Uh, I know he's a very high uh, tr- potential trade candidate, but I-, I couldn't let him not get drafted. I- I'm I'm a bigger Familia defender than most. Um, I don't blame him for what happened in the 2015 World Series. Um, if, that, if I end up losing this by, like, a tenth of a point because of uh, Familia, so be it. Um, I- I'll still believe in the sinker. He's in a contract year. I'm sure he's not an old guy. Um, you know, I'm sure he'll want another contract. So yeah, Yuri's familiar pick number 22. Uh, which now puts us, uh, Travis, uh, pick number 23. My pick here, um, is going to be Nitto. The backup catcher. And there's two reasons behind it. One, he doesn't play much and it's like a, I don't really have much of a risk of like it doing harm or two, the contract we just laid out for a new starting catcher will somehow lead to him getting hurt because of course it does. And then maybe I get 30 games out of Nitto for something or more. So and backup catchers yeah. always have to play. Like they always play at least once a week. So, yeah, I mean, he might end up coming in whenever, like if Syndergaard's back just to, be the person that deals with Syndergaard pitching, which I know every once in a while he's been getting a different catcher or maybe they'll switch or they'll have him dedicate to one of the five starters, whoever it is, who knows? I don't know. You know, McCann's a 30 year, like he's 30, right? I think so. So he's, um, he, he's got some years behind him. Who knows how long he'll last. So I feel like it's a decent game. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's any bad picks. Yeah, McCann will be is thirty. Uh, I mean, I don't know that there's any bad. Actually, no, sorry, there probably is a bad fifth round pick, and I think I probably made it by taking Yuri's Familia. <laughs> when I could have taken a supposed defensive with Albert Amora. Um, oh well. All right. Uh, so Tomas Nito off the board. Two picks left. Uh, Alex, who who you got? Well, really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Um. <laughs> I already have way too many pitchers, so I can't take another pitcher. Then I would have four pitchers and one hitter. So I'll take Almora. Why not? He's a, he was a, I think he was a highly rated prospect for the Cubs, so he's got some upside, some talent. He'll probably play enough to give me some war. Welcome to the team, Albert Amora. And some good right. Harry Potter names you can come up with, like Albert Aloha Mora. Is that <laughs> not good? All right. Harry Potter is one of the few nerdy things I'm not into, so right. not for me. Yeah. But if anyone else wants to make those jokes, I mean, as I was just saying, Almora is going to play. Um, they're going to make. Yeah. We know Luis Rojas loves to make late game uh, defensive replacements, uh, and now there's even more of a reason to ma- uh, make them now that we're back to the National League rules. So, yeah, I'm thinking Pilar uh, will probably be the extra outfielder who actually hits and starts some days, but Almora will be the one who comes in for defense late, and you shift them over to left. Yeah, and if uh, Almora is like neutral offensively and gives you like a few tenths of a point defensively, that that could swing it. Exactly. Yeah, because Familia is going to lose you points. That's that's probably uh, that was that was a bad pick. And I, agree. I got too emotional. The it's old Familia was great, but now he just walks everyone. I mean, he can't lose you points if he never comes in. <laughs> that's true. Maybe my best case scenario is that he gets tr- like released in like May. <laughs> just another uh, bad story. Gonna come out in the paper and they're gonna go, I can't just be gone. I can't deal yeah. with this. Um, so I'm actually surprised here. So Adam, a couple couple uh guys who at least are gonna be on the opening day roster. There's at least like three or four guys here uh who will be on the opening day roster. How long they remain there, I don't know, but uh not terrible, terrible options here uh, at 25. Uh where are you going, Adam? So I was looking up Aaron Loop's war. So um, it's, it's pretty interesting. So in 2012, it was negative uh, 0.1. And then the next year, it was negative 0.1. And then the next year, it was negative 0.1. And the next year, it was negative 0.1. And then it was zero. <laughs> and it was negative 0.2. And it was negative 0.1. And he had two years of zero. And there's another year of negative 0.1. So I'm not going to take him. That was um, one of uh, Sandy's uh, big, uh, big off-season acquisitions was bringing in lefty specialist Aaron Loop. Yeah, so that doesn't seem that doesn't seem great. I really I wanted Jonathan <laughs> Villar here, but that's that's not possible. I really wanted Thomas Nito here. That's that's also not possible. And then I was I like, you know, should... I want Jordan Yadamato, but he's he didn't make their roster. So that you would could take also, you could take him no hope he gets bad. called up. So I'm gonna take as Justin called him Joe and Joey Lucchesi because he's <laughs> he's on the roster. So in theory, he he'll play. Um he's the fifth I, starter right now. I think that's the best I can do at the moment. I actually, I, I think Jordan Yamamoto is better than him. I don't know why Lucchesi made it. Do it, do it. Take Yamamoto. He's he, not he on the team. Called, he stupid. could get called up in two weeks. Not doing it. I'm going to take Joey Lucchesi. All right. <laughs> well, so that uh, concludes our war draft. I had fun. Um, thought we, you know, it's a good way to uh, talk about all the guys. Uh, sh- should we go through the teams uh, real quick? And uh, it's just, it's, I'm realizing I could have had Francisco Lindor and I don't. And I don't, <laughs> I don't really feel great about it. <laughs> all right, let's go through the teams. I'll read for the listeners. Uh, I'll read the teams here. And uh, as I do this, uh, everyone can uh, think about who they think has the best team here. So, uh, Ross uh, had the first pick, and uh, he ended up with Jacob deGrom, Noah Syndergaard, James McCann, Jonathan Villar, and Kevin Pillar. Uh, uh, because of trade, Adam had the second pick. Uh, he ended up that with Dom Smith, Brandon Nimmo, Seth Lugo, Luis Guillorme, and Joey Lucchese. Lucchese? 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 Uh, Travis, with the third pick, ended up with Francisco Lindor, Carlos Carrasco, David Peterson, J.D. Davis, Tomas Nito. Alex had... Ended up with Michael Conforto, Marcus Stroman, Edwin Diaz, Trevor May, and Albert Omora. And I ended up with Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonzo, Taiwan Walker, Miguel Castro, and Iris Familia. Should have stopped after four rounds. <laughs> well, lesson learned for next year. Uh, so who do, who do we – well, first off, uh, any surprising players that didn't get taken? 
I mean, obviously we mentioned Aaron Loop. Uh, I'll mention Dellen Batanzas didn't get taken. I mean, he's a big name. I guess clearly we all think he's done. Have you seen his velocity in the spring? Yeah, I think he has like some crack 93 on the radar gun. He's yeah, off the team by Memorial Day, I think. Yeah, Robert Gazelman didn't get taken. He's he's also on the open. They're also roster. wondering if he's not going to be on the team very much longer. Yeah, yeah. he did like make Gazelman the roster. Ha- yeah, I feel like he's like the tw- yeah. I feel like Gazelman hasn't been very good since like 2016. Would anyone have interest in the Fangraphs projected war for each of our teams? Uh, if yeah, you have it, sure. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. So Ross is projected at nine point seven. Okay. Two thirds of that is Jacob Degrom. <laughs> Completely understandable. Justin is at eight point two. Okay. My team is at nine point eight. Mm. Alex is at nine point two. And Adam's team is at 4.2. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Oh, there's oh man. Team. So why why is is that because Adam reached on Guillaume? Is that the reason? Um, well, according to Fangraphs, Dom Smith is a, is projected for a 1.3, which I think a lot of us kind of disagree. That's outrageous. That's, wait, yeah. No. So it's he's trending really low because his the number two overall pick was uh a lot lower than everyone else. Where do they have Lugo at? Lugo is at a 0.2. Okay. And Luis was at a 0.3. Okay. And do they have Lugo listed as a starter and a reliever? I don't know. I, I pulled this on my work computer and sent it over <laughs> to my personal computer. So <laughs> no I can't worries. really back reference a lot of this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, I, so looking through my pick for if Edwin Diaz is half decent, I think Alex has the best team. I think he also has the least amount of question marks. Uh, so that was my pick. Um, he's in the nines along with uh, Travis and Ross. Uh, um, if Lindor is as good as advertised uh, as Fangraph said, it, it could be Travis. I also think personally, I think Travis ended up with the biggest steal getting JD Davis with the 18th pick. I mean, at least he's, he's starting the year as an everyday offensive starter and he made it to the 18th pick in this draft. Yeah. I mean, they had JD Davis at 1.2, so they're not expecting him to collapse on his defensive numbers. And what is their projection on Luis Guillorme who Adam took ahead of JD Davis? 0.3. So that, so they actually have that as a pretty decent swing. Uh, yeah. But that's why they play the games. Um, I do think, though, Adam, though, uh, even if you, you know, supposedly reached on Dom, I do think you got great value getting Brandon Nimmo at the ninth pick. Not feeling great right now, but that's okay. <laughs> well, if you add all these numbers up, I bet the cumulative war of these 25 players is better than a lot of other teams, 25 players. So go Mets. 41. I don't know if that means in terms of record, but. Well, if they're 41 games above uh, the average and the average team is what, well, I guess average is 81 and 81. That means by my calculation, the Mets are over 100, over 120 wins. If they're 40 wins Mm. above. No, no, no. Cause the other team loses 20. Oh, right. Oh, so they're a 100-win team. Beautiful. Yeah. Like That's amazing. 102. I'll take it. Yeah. that that I think that beats out the Braves if they win 102. This team's definitely winning 78. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm probably the reason you're getting a lot of these negative cracks on your <laughs> Facebook chats. No, we just ran into one grumpy guy who is just like sits at home in his basement and complains about the clouds. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, any other closing comments, guys? Fun, thanks for having me. Yeah, I just I'm just excited for them to throw the first pitch, especially opening day, because you know that's usually the one where they win. Yeah. Yeah. After that's that, good. we'll see. It should be a fun one. Thursday night, Degrom Scherzer. Oh, and I have I have such hate for the Nationals since they made me pay for my mattress. Wait, what? Oh yeah, when I was in Houston, I did the I think mattress. We story. Have you guys heard of Mattress Mac? Most people no. have. No. Oh yes. I oh yes, I did hear about that. Mattress Mac is the guy who owns a furniture store and a mattress store in Houston, and he bets huge amounts of money on the Astros. I think right now he's a giant bet on Houston Cougars to win the national championship. Um, he's he made a huge bet on the Texans and the playoffs last year but he 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 kind of hedges against the promotions he does at his store so 
when the Astros were a game away from the World Series in the ALCS against the Yankees in 2019. Um, I convinced my wife that we, since we needed a new mattress, let's just go and do like the, if the Astros win the World Series, right. our mattress is free. Um, turns out you had to buy a Tempur-Pedic, which is an expensive mattress. It is. And I was in a very gambling mood. And it was like, you know what? They're just playing the, probably the Nationals or mostly the Astros are such a better team. And then, God damn it. They lost in game seven. I was crushed. It was the most I cared about a World Series since 2015. So I had to pay for my mattress. Son of a bitch. You have a nice, really good mattress, though. It's a really good mattress. I love it. <laughs> And I, I was able to quickly tell myself, at least I got something. I didn't just lose money on a, right. on a bet, but I would have really liked it to be free. Yeah. Damn That's nationals. Damn nationals. Screw those Gotta guys. Hate them. I hope they could finish last again. Actually, did we especially, finish last? We probably finished last last year. Especially because they did so <laughs> well with how Strasburg pitched and considering we always made fun of them for shutting him down and was it 2014 i think so yeah and here we are years later and harvey's just gone yeah i i I do remember though that was an electric night at city field that i remember it was like an april game that friday night harvey strasburg and harvey just completely outpitched him we thought we had the better guy yeah and uh harvey's better chance one of the most fun fun early times at city field before there was playoff games there yeah Oh man, and uh, now uh, Matt Harvey. What is it? What is he trying to like hang on with Baltimore right now? I think he's the number, number two, two starter. Is yeah. he? Oh my god! Yeah, he is. Wow. Do we do we play the What's we play that, the Orioles this year, right? Baltimore. Yeah, means Baltimore's in trouble. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, uh, I think we should wrap it up. Um, I had a lot of fun uh, talking yeah, Mets and uh, going through. Uh, um, I hope uh, I get a six pack uh, from each of you at the end of the season. But even if I don't, um, hopefully we have a fun year of uh, Mets baseball. And we have more evidence that I'm bad at drafting things. <laughs> <laughs> According nice to fan to, graphs. It's nice to not, not talk about what's happening to Sam Darnold for a night. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to get right back on Twitter and mock people who are sad about Darnold leaving. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Frank Melly, um, I know you're listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at born in 87 pod. Uh, also, uh, I'm Justin Appel. Uh, he's Adam Goodstone. You can look for us uh, commenting in the uh, true New York Mets fan group on Facebook. Uh, we'll, you know, throw these teams out there and uh, you can let us know what you think. Uh, have a good night, everyone. Yeah.